It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is no ordinary podcast episode, people. No, this closes out what is a trilogy of connection between me and my divine guest today. I was honored to be a guest on her podcast. We then hung out on Instagram and did some live it. And now Crystal's come to hang out with me here with you guys. And I'm really excited to say, hey, howdy, introduce her. So why don't you let the people know who you are, how magical you are and the things that you do, and then we'll get chatting. How's that feel? Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here. I always love collaborating with you and having you on my podcast was amazing. But as you mentioned, my name is Crystal Ray. Mm-hmm. Her last name in there because you know why not. And <laughs> I am a Reiki master. I am a health coach. I am a fitness coach. I am into all these different things and ways to really blend our health in like the most holistic manner that makes it easy. So it's really mm-hmm. just about paying attention to the physical body, but then also remembering our energetic body and that mm-hmm. we are more than just physical. So I do Reiki sessions. I do Reiki workshops. I do health coaching. I do fitness programs. So I, I do a blend of all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the magic. I, there's other things that I do. We'll yeah, We're going to talk about this. We're going to, we're going to get into that because, yeah. um, I don't know if by the time we've done this, you guys will have had the opportunity to come and hang out with the a cheeky look, a, a event that we're doing, four-day event we're doing from May 17th. But what we're actually doing is we're giving people the opportunity to, to grab some of Crystal's really groovy, funky, magical abundance candles, which you can grab on her website. And we're going to pop some links in the show notes for you to do that. But we're going to talk about that. But here's a question I've got for you. And this is one that I don't think I've asked you before. By the way, guys, before I go on with my new waffle, back to a tangent. Going to pop the link to my episode and Crystal's podcast in the show notes. Go and check it out. Be sure to not only listen, but to share it and subscribe. She's gangster. The podcast is gangster. Go and do that. Okay. So back to action. Do the people in your family understand what you do? Not fully. No. Mm. Um, Some do, some don't. I think one of the most challenging things is being in the online space and people who are not of the generation of being in the online space and not understanding it. Mm -hmm. Also, when you have visions, you know, like we have these big pictures, we want to help the world. There's so much. We understand that, that we're capable of doing this. And then you're talking to people who can only see a much smaller image. Mm. You know, there, there's definitely a little bit of friction. So no, they, they definitely don't fully understand what it is that I do or, you know, what my vision is or where I'm looking to go and that type of stuff. So what I really want to dive into is how do you deal with that? Because like I've, I've been, I was blessed. I met my wife at a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation retreat. That's how we met. So obviously we're still both human. So we still got our shit, but From the perspective of, I mean, when spirituality, when this kind of information becomes a part of it, becomes a major part, at least that bit, I don't have to explain. I've been in relationships before where that doesn't work, for example. But then when your life and like the things that really light you up 
aren't accepted, understood and supported by the people closest to you, how do you make that work? That's a really good question. And I think I should clarify. So my Mm -hmm. mom happens to be very spiritual in nature. So I was exposed to things at a very young age. I've Mm -hmm. had crystals at the age of six, like holistic stuff. Like she's right on board with it. Mm -hmm. It's more so, and I feel like this is something you specialize in helping people with. It's more so when you look to leave the security of corporate Mm -hmm. and venture (laughs) on your own. (laughs) That's where she gets lost. It's like, here's a crystal, manifest your life but do it at your desk, do it from your desk at the office with the security of things. Right. So that's, that's really it. So when it comes to being spiritual, when it comes to you, um, being a Reiki person, being a Reiki healer, like there's no denying if I have a Reiki session with them, they felt something Mm -hmm. right. No doubts. Mm. Um, when it comes to healing, we've all been with the self-help and that type of stuff. And I was having this conversation with somebody recently of the difference of self-help and feeling like everything is wrong with you and you have to fix everything versus Mm -hmm. self-awareness and like that being an empath and recognizing that you feel the energy (laughs) of the world and like, hold up, like something may not actually always be wrong with you, right? (laughs) So I grew up with the first of like, something's always wrong with me. If I'm encountering somebody, it's my anger. That's what I'm seeing. And then it wasn't until later when I recognized like, hold up, I'm an empath and Mm. I'm picking up on the anger around me or the anxiety Mm. around me. And Mm. that was like, hold up a totally different viewpoint. So to get back to your original question, because we just went around the world. So we're coming back. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) What I've learned to do when I don't feel supported is I've stopped sharing. I'm Hmm. not going to invite you in or invite your opinion in on something that you don't know anything about because you're not an actual valid resource. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) It's going to do a quick crystal drop right now. Can you just rewind and give that for the people in the back of the virtual room, please? I'm just saying like, I'm not going to invite somebody in and take their opinion or their word for something when they're not doing what it is that I want to do. Like, Hmm. they don't know. And mm. so they, a lot of times, especially with my family and I love them to death, I'm the baby of the family and uh, the fear is predominant. The fear, mm. the desire to protect me mm-hmm. is the initial reaction every time. Mm. The second reaction is, oh yeah, well, I think that I need the second reaction first <laughs> and the fear <laughs> later, like we need to switch this. So I've just learned how to monitor myself and how mm. to, I only go to certain people with certain things. I don't invite everyone in. Like my fiance is truly the only one who I brainstorm with and Beautiful. I get his opinion. I listen I to that. his feedback. He's in social media. He, you know, he understands the language that I'm talking, but beyond that, it's, I love you, but you're, mm-hmm. you hold no weight. And I can't give you that, you know. I think this is beautiful because you touched on something that I find people lose sight of, which is that I can love someone without them being necessarily embedded in every part of my life. I don't think people should be embedded in every part of your life. Mm. Speak to that, please. Yeah, I don't don't think everyone, well, one, I don't think everyone deserves to be embedded in every part (laughs) of your life. (laughs) From a, like, I know for myself, like when you're in my corner, like if you're really like that person for me, you get all of me Mm. and I give so much. Mm. And if you're not giving back at the same level, you don't deserve all of me to give. 
Mm. I'm not here for one-sided relationships. I'm not here to only be the one checking up on you, mm. check up on me too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so also, yes, when, once you get older, it's nice to be friends with your parents. I love being friends with my parents. I mm-hmm. love sharing with them. And honestly, if you talk to my fiance, he'd be like, you overshare with your parents. <laughs> I've had, (laughs) I just like to share, but like, I've also had moments of learning, like this isn't for them. Mm. This isn't for them because I've had to learn, like my mom's always going to come to me with a fearful place. Mm -hmm. Why should I bring this to her? Let me sort it out first. Right. And it's it's totally okay. You know, she's come from a place of love, I'm sure. Always from a place of love, but like, Mm. This isn't, this doesn't concern her. I haven't even worked it out in my head. Or if Mm. I do want to bring it to her, Hey mom, I'm still working this through. Can I talk out loud about this to you? Like you have to be clear when you're communicating with somebody, what it is that you're asking for. Cause whoever it is, they just might want to give you a solution. You're like, Mm. I don't want your solution. I'm just struggling. I I just Mm. need a wall. Just just, hold space for me. Exactly. So I just think that, you know, relationships are so gray and they're allowed to be like, not everybody has to be your best everything and not everyone has to be an acquaintance. I think you can have a couple people that are super close, a couple people that are like a few out, like a few feet out. And then people Mm -hmm. who are like down the street and you're just like, hey, (laughs) they get get a text. (laughs) They get a text. Right. I love that. I love that. I love that. And And I think it's beautiful that you've actually brought this intentionality and this consciousness to these dynamics, because that's going to support you to be able to be your best self, to live your your best life. And when we're in a better place, we can actually show up more beautifully for the people that are in our life too, right? Right. And actually, I'm going to take this a step further for you, just because I know this is an issue that a lot of people have. And I I have said this this many a times, but um, I haven't talked to my father since 2012. Hmm. And that's been a conscious choice. It's been a deliberate choice. Um, He also has not reached out to me, both sided, right? And I've had to come to a place in my life of learning. I can love somebody from a distance Mm. and I can recognize when a relationship is detrimental to my personal, mental Mm. and everything well-being mm-hmm. i can recognize that i become a different person when that person is in my life and i can decide to love them from a distance have my door open if ever you want to mm-hmm. call me of course i'll answer and i'll talk to you mm-hmm. but i am not going to walk into the fire mm. and destroy myself because mm. i love myself too much and that was a lesson that really took me a long time to get especially because this is my father mm-hmm. he's my dad Granted, Mm -hmm. he wasn't in my life growing up, but like, I think that sometimes we, it's like touching the burning stove. Mm -hmm. You keep touching it or something. You're like, oh, it's so hot. Oh, this hurts me. Oh my God. Why am I doing this? Let me lick it. (laughs) Right. Why are you having a relationship that every time you're in it, you're getting hurt? Why are you, why do you do that to yourself? Because if you, Mm -hmm. in my mind, if you fully love yourself, you're either going to put boundaries up and Mm -hmm. change the dynamic of the relationship and have it be on different terms, or you're just going to be hurting all the time. Mm. I want to look this back. First of all, thank you for being so open and sharing that and and being vulnerable and giving the listeners an opportunity to to see a firsthand what that looks like. Um, Maybe someone's now received the quote unquote permission that they need to actually do something more loving for themselves. I just want to honor that. Thank you. You're welcome. I just want to loop this back then to the work that you're doing as a Reiki master um, and an empath, right? 
do you find that you go into situations of people who come for you to work with them and like you'll be clearing the mess up, for example, and then they go and just dirty up their house again, going into the same dynamics with people? You know, so the work that I do, I'm not always filled in, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a conversation. So when it comes to just Reiki sessions, I don't fully know that information. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having the healing session, whatever may come up, might come up. I might Mm -hmm. clear it away. And then if they come to me again, you know, it's another session and something Mm -hmm. else may come through, but no, I, I don't really know if that's always happening. I'm trying to think like, so people will come weekly. So what I mean is like, we spoke about going back to the fire, right? So someone knows that something's not good for them, for example, but they're not giving themselves, or they don't, they haven't developed that level of awareness and self-love to make the empowering choice. So they'll, for example, come and say, Hey, you know, I've got this and you, you, you have a quick scan. You're like, okay, let's clean up the root chakra. Let's clean up the heart chakra. Let's, you know, go for number six, clean it up. And then, oh, thank you so much. And then they go right back into the fire. Yeah. I don't, I mean, what I tend to notice with Reiki is that it, it is, the more you do it, you're opening up to the Reiki energy and channeling it. And so you start to feel it on a deeper level and it starts to really cleanse you. And so what I see happening is that people start to naturally gravitate towards healthier things as a result of having the Reiki. So it's not fully as conscious. It's not fully like verbally being spoken to me or them even noticing. It's more Mm -hmm. of like just subtle changes that it's just deep, you know, it's, it's mm. cleansing the aura, it's rebalancing the body. So that may just shed a little bit more light on it. Cool. Um, but naturally like, and you know, this too, like once you start to clean up certain aspects of yourself, it's more challenging for you to go back to things mm-hmm. that don't feel good. Right. Like mm-hmm. now I can't eat that Snickers bar. Like I look at it and it's just like, Oh, right. Take a bite. That's so sweet. Right. Like you, just, <laughs> you naturally get healthier. And when you naturally mm-hmm. get healthier, you don't want what you used to want. It, just mm. something just changes. Let's talk about the journey then from, I assume like most people making your way towards the corporate ladder, leaving at some rung and be like, yeah, fuck that. I'm out. Like I need to go do something, something holistic with my life. What does that journey look like for you? Great question. And so full transparency, I'm still in corporate. Mm -hmm. I haven't left yet. And it's been a blessing for me because without Mm -hmm. it in 2020, I don't know what I would have done. Like I would have figured it out. I would Mm -hmm. have hustled and whatever, Mm -hmm. but, um, the journey for me. So fun facts, there's a video of me in 2012, the night that I graduated college with my sister, like mock interviewing me like, so what does the future hold in store for you? And I was like, I'm never working in a corporate place ever in my life. Right. (laughs) That's what I said. Um, and so what ended up happening is that I was living with my parents still out of college and I was, I was working at one job a book printing company. And I had applied to Apple before I graduated college, but it took them so many months to even get me in and hired that. So I I was working at a book printing company right after I graduated college. And I started working at Apple retail. So I was Mm -hmm. just working like in a store Mm -hmm. and I was doing both at the same time. 
and I was dying. Like I was sick. I was getting so sick. I was working what six days a week. My only day off was a Sunday. I would work 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I would work 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then I would go back. So I did that for a while. And then at Apple, I ended up getting promoted to full-time. And full-time is a nine-hour shift. Mm-hmm. with an hour scheduled out for lunch. So you only get paid for eight hours a day. I was doing visuals. So some days I'd go in at 6 a.m. The next night I'd be there till 11 p.m. Have to go in 6 a.m. the next day. It was exhausting. Plus dealing with people and talking energetically as an empath, not realizing I'm fully an empath. Oh, wow. It's a lot. Talk about holidays. You want to talk about Christmas in an Apple store in a mall? Missing. Like, don't even get me started. So mm-hmm. I was working at Apple and then my mom was like, my mom ended up getting laid off from her job and she ended up taking a job in Ohio and Mm -hmm. I was dating my fiance. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not leaving New Jersey. I'm not moving Mm -hmm. to Ohio. So I stayed here, but I was like, well, I guess I need to get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) So I went on 12 interviews with my current company and I ended up getting a, a position in this company. A year later, I got promoted and then like a year and a half later after that, I got promoted to a different position. And then I've basically gotten promoted every two years since then. So now I'm a senior manager, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I do love my, I love the role that I'm doing now, but so my first promotion at, at the place I work at, um, I realized then I didn't want this. And so I went to become a health coach. So I just got promoted. I was Mm -hmm. training to become a health coach and I was in training for a bodybuilding competition. So I was studying how, what, 20 hours a week, working a full-time job and going to the gym every single night, six days a week for at least three months, got on stage and competed. Granted competition brain doesn't work. So trying to study and learn a new job and have competition brain was really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did that. And so the journey has really just been, sorry, and this is a super long answer, but no, no, bring it. The journey has been like, I'm still going to find satisfaction in my day job because there's things there that I do like. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do like getting promoted. I do like being good at what I do. I do like working. So it's serving me, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the money from that day job is funding all Mm -hmm. my side projects. It's allowing Mm -hmm. me to go to be a health coach It's allowing me to become a fitness coach. I still have the time. Like when I used to work before I never had two days off in a row. I never had a Saturday and Sunday off. And I was like, Oh my God, I have many vacations now. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Right? Like when I first started, I was like, I can go outside and nobody's looking for me. I don't have to be like on the floor. I just like, <laughs> it was a vacation, like, especially wow. coming from Apple. Like it was just different to have that that work desk type of thing. And so one of the things I recognized too, is that a lot of people in corporate didn't understand how good they had it. Mm. And it was like, guys, like this is a vacation. Like nobody's really even managing us. Like we're like, I can just roam around and go outside for two hours and nobody's really going to care if my work is done. Like, what are Mm -hmm. we complaining about? Like I've watched so much TV in my job (laughs) anyway. Um, so the, the end goal of course is to work full time for myself. And I will say this, the journey is definitely a little bit taxing because when you, when I expend my mind, on the day job. And I give a lot to that day job. The amount that I have left to be creative and do everything else becomes dwindled, right? Like it's, it's a little bit harder to get into it. Sometimes I'm tired. Um, I'm, I give a lot here and my resources just become lower, but 
when you have a passion and you know that the work that you're doing is helping and serving somebody else, it kind of doesn't really matter. It's just more so monitoring how often do I take breaks? How often do I do self-care? How often do I fill up my own cup? What do I actually need? And making the time to like get everything done. So like, I basically don't stop working. (laughs) (laughs) But it does it. But first and foremost, this is something that came up. um, I recorded a podcast a little while ago, but it came out and then some clips went out on social media, but like quitting job shaming. Right. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody is built for the hustle and everyone's an entrepreneur. And at the end of the day, the cogs of society demand that people are in different roles and doing different things. I think we should honor people for the roles that they're in rather than trying to shame them. And like you said, you actually enjoy what you get from your job and it gives you the freedom to, hey, I want to do my healing on the side. I want to do my coaching on the side and get the fulfillment there. So I just want to just say, Everyone, listen to somebody that's getting the balance of doing what they want, right? We're going to talk a bit more about your other projects and stuff you've got on the side, but you get stuff on the side and yet still has a a job and is honoring that. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that people also have to remember, and this is what I kind of think of, I'm doing what I do. Any YouTube video I'm making, any podcast, any content you see me creating, anything that I'm giving out, I'm Mm. doing it because I want to do it and I want to share it. And I'm not overselling you. I'm not telling you something that I'm not going to deliver to you. So Mm. like, I'm actually authentically being like, Hey, I'm just here to help you. And I'm not just trying to sell you so I can pay my bills this month. My (laughs) bills are paid. Like I'm chilling. I don't, I don't have to. Right. And so, cause, cause there's desperate people out there. Like there are desperate coaches. They'll tell you anything that you want to hear and you get scammed. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. So I think that it's a really important idea for us to remember that because also at one point I kept thinking that I was never actually a successful entrepreneur because I didn't quit my day job. Mm-hmm. And I had to reframe it in my mind and be like, look, my day job's serving me in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And this is also serving me. And I am actually successful of, of this. And I had to reimagine what success meant to me mm. and not what success means to everybody else or everybody in this online coaching space. Because mm-hmm. also there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There is mm-hmm. a lot of people that say numbers and say things and the things that they're telling you that they've done, they did four years ago. Uh-huh. And it's not true. <laughs> it's, it's not that today. Today no. is not that day today. Right. So yes, I agree. We need to stop shaming and being like, oh, well, you're not really successful if you're not working fully for yourself. Like that's BS. And you can know just as much, if not even more as somebody who still does this part-time, like I don't have to be full-time to have knowledge. And the thing is as well is I think it also comes down to what you're doing it for. You know, because I have a not too dissimilar situation in terms of the dynamic in that I get money from real estate, I get money from agriculture, I get money from shares, I get money from my consulting business, I get money from dividends, I get money from royalties. So when I step up and do an event, I have no doubt that if I go up and make an offer to someone, it's different because the energy that it's coming from is completely different. When I say to you, I don't really care if you buy this or not. My life isn't going to change if you don't buy this from me, but your life will change if you buy it for yourself. It's a different, and going back to that, like people feel the energy. They feel it. Yeah. 
So high five. <laughs> high five indeed. Virtual high five. So um I just, I'm just really just, I just love this because I, I had a recorded podcast this morning with someone and she was sharing a story about someone that she saw. The woman was a teacher. She was making like 40 something thousand a year. And she decided, no, I really want to be a coach. And so she like, she went and invested in herself, worked part-time on building her coaching business and then left like with the intention of replacing her teaching income. She gets to 80,000 and does like this post, like I did it, I made 80,000. And I just love that because you don't hear people saying, I made 80,000 this year. Yay. You hear people trying to bullshit and say, I made 80,000 this week. Yay. (laughs) These inflated false numbers. Whereas she's now going to attract into her life and into her business, people that genuinely want to replace their income and have like a real income, not I'm going to be a millionaire next week from farting rainbow dusts into the sky, you know, like real people who are probably going to show up and do the work and get real results. So she's going to have a more filling, a more fulfilling experience as a coach, right? Definitely. Definitely. And also like I've worked with coaches before. And one thing I will say in all of this is honor your own prices. You know, a lot of coaches I know is like, Oh, well you can hit your goal. If you change your if you change your packages to this amount of money. And then at the same time, it's like, well, if somebody pays that amount of money, how are they going to be able to buy the food that I want them to buy? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like there's, there's a balance between getting somebody to stretch and there's a balance between being greedy of mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to hit a number. So if I only work with five people and they all mm-hmm. hit, pay me this much, um, you know, the, the thing that I've learned the most is following my intuition. And like, mm-hmm. I, I'll use a pendulum sometimes mm-hmm. and be like, pendulum, what should I charge? <laughs> Give me my answer. Um, you know, and it, you just have to feel good with it because it's hard to sell something that you don't feel good with. Mm. And again, it goes back to the energy that's going to be resonating with the people and they're going to feel it. All right. Because we, we feel people before we hear anything they've got to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so, yeah, guys. On where you're at, on our, the process of actually integrating perhaps something in a part-time basis and just enjoying what you're doing. And yeah, we want to push people to do more for themselves and to go get it, but not break them. And take the pressure off, off yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a, it's good to have pressure if it drives you, but it's not good to have pressure if you're beating yourself up because you're not hitting your goals. Mm-hmm. Like when I say push your edge, not your buttons. Yeah. Push your edge, not your buttons. Keep pushing. Mm. Let's talk more about some of the fun stuff you do. Because again, guys, um, I don't know when this is going to be out, but if it's out before May 17th, you're going to want to head over to dreamwithdan.com, register for a free event that we're doing. Um, I don't want to say the name now just in case we change it, but it is temporarily now why money doesn't love you and what to do about it so we're spending four days exploring that um there's gonna be an opportunity to get some of crystal's magic but we want to talk about that talk about some of your product lines and where that came from yes so a while ago i started making wire wrapped copper wire wrapped crystal rings because i saw Mm. one at a fair and i loved it and so i taught myself how to make rings and i started an etsy shop i called it crystal by crystal because i had no idea what to call it it was like midnight (laughs) i wanted it to go up on etsy so that was the name also my name crystal spelt very different so it's like crystal by and then my version of crystal which you guys will see later Mm -hmm. um 
so I started off with that and then I started making like hemp bracelets and they're just like a braid with the stones in them. And oh, I nice. use jade, rose quartz, halite, goldstone, riverstone, and black agate. So like strength, balance, love, prosperity. And then like blue goldstone is just also attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and how light is just very like opening you up and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I started with those two things. I still make those. And then during COVID, I decided like, you know what, let me try making a candle. Mm-hmm. And I love hidden intention candles. So well, hidden crystal intention candles, sorry, it's a mouthful, mm-hmm. but I decided to find all the ingredients, got jars, found wax, and I wanted to make a candle that was healthy. So I go with coconut wax and I use essential oils. I'm also very sensitive to smell. Mm -hmm. I'm just sensitive all around, whatever. (laughs) Sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted the candles to be healthy. So I, I picked those two items and then I basically just taught myself how to make a hidden crystal intention candle. So I started off with love, healing, and abundance. And then I added power into the mix. And so love is with lavender. It's kidding. Love is with rose essential oil and it's pink. Abundance is with lemongrass and it's green. And then healing is blue with lavender. And then power is just a white candle unscented Mm because sometimes, you know, not everything needs to have a smell. So (laughs) um, also like with a white candle, I always like using white for like meditation. And, you know, anytime we are working with the divine, a lot of times people will say, we'll use a white candle. So I was like, Mm -hmm. let's make that one just a plain scented candle. So I started that about a year ago and they literally have just been flying off. Like just, I barely market them, but on Etsy, they're literally going everywhere. And so after that, I made a moon ritual box because I do full and new moon rituals every single month. I do them live on Zoom and then I upload them to YouTube. And I created like a moon ritual bath salts and then a whole bunch of other goodies in this box that teaches you how to make your own moon ritual. And then I also created a energy clearing kit because I love like, okay, so you can clear your energy with smudge. You can clear it with, I mean, you can smudge it. You can use sage or Palo Santo or other incense. Mm -hmm. You can also use like a selenite knife. You can use um, other things. If you're a Reiki healer, you can use certain symbols to clear your energy, but I like the spray. Like the spray is so convenient. You walk into the house, you spray a few squirts around your body. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I decided, well, let me make a spray. It's not hard. So Mm -hmm. I made an energy healing kit that comes with the spray and also teaches you how to meditate. And I personally like meditating with a candle. I think that it's one of the most underrated methods of meditating that people aren't taught. Mm -hmm. I have an active mind. It's hard to quiet it. You watch the candle flame. So Mm -hmm. in this energy healing kit, I sell, I, I teach you how to meditate as well. You get a candle in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I sell some of those items broken apart as well. Like if you don't want to get the full kit, you can just get the spray. Mm-hmm. So that's some of the stuff that I just make, um, which has just been a lot of fun. Oh, I, that's just some stuff that I just make, you know, just taught myself how to make <laughs> co- co- copper wired rings and hemp bracelets and candles that fly off the shelf and, you know, teaching people how to meditate. And then I go and have, you know, a vegan burger or whatever. Yes. I I, I just, I don't, I never want it to come off that way. It's more like, I just do this. Like, I don't know. Like I like teaching myself. (laughs) I like to teach. I just want to take a moment. We'll take a moment. (laughs) I'm just going to appreciate and honor what you're doing. Okay. Thank you. Listeners, I want you to join me for a moment from across the realm of time and space and just acknowledge this gangster out here just 
cooking up a storm. Thank you, thank Back you. to action. Yeah. yeah. So. I just like creating. I like creating mm-hmm. with my hands. Like sometimes it's fun to just be behind the scenes rather mm-hmm. than being in front of a camera all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun to just create. And so I bought like a Cree cut. I make, I figured out how to print the logos, like make my boxes a little bit more custom. So everything that anybody sees from a production standpoint, whether it be a video or anything with any of my products, that's me completely. I I create the logos in Photoshop. I print them here. I do all of all of the things. Yeah. Crystal drop. (laughs) Amazing. So let's talk about, you know, this time that you were spending outside of our corporate vacation, I'm going to call it for you, not corporate job, corporate vacation. Um, We've got Reiki mastering. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I became a Reiki master, I guess about a year ago at this Mm -hmm. point. And what I'll do is I'll do workshops online. So because one of my dreams has always been to be able to work from anywhere in the world. My fiance is a singer. If he Mm -hmm. travels, I want to be able to travel with him. So I've never Mm -hmm. created like a base type of thing. I want to be all online. So I had received my Reiki master training online why? Because we couldn't be in person. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that you actually can attune people and really teach somebody mm-hmm. with Zoom and through this type of workshop. And so I now do workshops attuning people to a Reiki master too, mm-hmm. because I don't believe myself personally, I'm a Capricorn and money and like, whatever, I'm not going to charge you a hundred, $200 for Reiki one, then charge you another 200 maybe more for Reiki two, and then charge you another, whatever for Reiki for master Reiki, I charge you one amount for Reiki one and two, mm-hmm. and then charge you for Reiki master. Plus when mm-hmm. you become a Reiki two healer, you get so much more, you mm-hmm. know, you can work in someone's aura. You can work with them mentally. You can send distance. You can basically do everything I do now. I can teach you how to have an actual Reiki business as a Reiki two healer. Mm-hmm. And then as a master, it just allows you to now attune people and teach people. Reiki. It's the only difference. So I run workshops. I do once a month, the Reiki one and two um, training, and then the Reiki master, I do a little bit less frequently. I think my next one is in June. Mm-hmm. And I teach it like there's people who have courses on Udemy where you can like learn Reiki and things like that. I like how I teach it because I teach it how I would teach it in person and it's very personal and you can ask questions and we could talk things through. And I do the attunement as if I was to do it with you in person. Oh so it's God. it's really connecting with your energy. So that's what I've been doing with the Reiki master stuff. I do group Reiki every single week on Wednesdays just to expose people to Reiki. Whenever I do my new and full moon rituals, I will end with Reiki while we're meditating at the end of the ritual, just to help amplify and like clear people's energy and help people sleep better that night. But Reiki has been like, if I knew that life would change in the way that it does, when I became a Reiki healer, I would have become a Reiki healer. So long. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been all my life? For real. So like the thing about Reiki and a lot of people feel different ways about it. A lot of people don't fully understand it you understand it when you start working with it. And the Mm. most beautiful thing about Reiki is that it's really just connecting you into the divine. It's connecting you into that universal consciousness. It's Mm. not a religion. There's no dogma. It's, it's nothing like that. It's literally raising your frequency and your energetic vibration to connect into divine consciousness. And with that, it's like the door that opens up your spiritual journey. So there are certain people who, if you have natural psychic abilities, they will start to open with 
now becoming a Reiki healer. If there's things in your life that have been the shadow that need to be healed, well, you know what? After you become a Reiki healer, nine out of 10 times, they will be there. They will be front and center. It'll be a little bit turbulent. You will have to heal. Why Mm -hmm. the Reiki's energy is helping you heal. And when you get through it, it will be better. You're going to feel a lot better. And those things just have to come up. The other thing that I like about it too, is like, it really helps me connect in with my own intuition. And so back in the day, like I might go outside asking people things. Now I actually really know how to connect in and trust and feel and be like, Mm. is this the right answer for me? What do I want? And you know what? Maybe that's because I'm in my thirties too. Like, I don't know, but it, it really helps deepen my connection with my intuition and my conversation with divine consciousness in itself. And the other thing that it did too that I'm blanking out on, of course, right now. Oh, is that, so I feel like you've heard some of this before, and but your listeners definitely haven't. But with my health journey, I was constantly going to doctors asking them to fix me. I was going outside. What is it that I need to do? And they were giving me diets and they were giving me things that would basically put a Band-Aid on stuff, but it didn't mm. always help for a long term. And so in 2018, I like totally took the food aspect of it into my own hands and I've really helped myself get to the best place that I've been at. And so now with the Reiki, I can heal anything. If my stomach is starting to bother me in a moment, I could put my hands on my stomach, send Reiki healing to it, and it'll help ease the pain. Mm-hmm. If there is an emotional thing that comes up, let's say I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. And there's like a memory from a past version of myself. Mm-hmm. I can send Reiki to the past version of myself self to help heal the emotions that are currently here in the present moment. So mm-hmm. instead of me going to somebody else, I have like, I really now know that I can heal whatever it is, which all of us can do this. Like this isn't special to me. Mm-hmm. All of us can always heal ourselves. It's just about being aware, recognizing when something's coming up to be healed and then taking a moment to allow it to come up and do the healing with it. I'm getting so much yes for this because even when you, um, even when I think about crossing this over with other tools, like you said, like if there's something coming from a past version of me, let's say for example, I use self-hypnosis to go back into an old memory or even use some kind of regression on a parallel life or past life, I can actually then introduce Reiki healing into that and then integrate it and then use something like timeline therapy, for example, to reknow my timeline against the backdrop of that healed experience. That's gangster. Yeah. And the most beautiful thing about Reiki is that it's the Reiki energy knows what to do. Mm-hmm. You're facilitating it. So the conversation uh, is between the client and the universal consciousness. So if the client is ready to, to get this healing or to, you know, it's up to them as to how much they're ready to heal. Mm-hmm. It's never forceful. It's never harmful. It's very loving. It's very gentle. And the thing about that too, it's like, it's not about me. Like there's no ego. Like mm-hmm. I'm the vessel. I'm here holding the space. I'm here sending this to you. And I am trusting that the Reiki is going to do whatever it's going to do with my intention for you to receive a healing and your highest and greatest good. And that is my intention. Every time my intention is for you to receive a miracle healing, because mm-hmm. if in this one session, you never have to come to me, I did my job. Mm. 
like never come to me again. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, um, people can book that through a link. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can yes, pop that on in the show notes. Okay, brilliant. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure we pop out in the show notes. We'll start bringing this into land right now because I think we've covered a lot and given the listeners a lot to, <laughs> to, 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 to germinate on. I'm like need to journal after this. So <laughs> Fudge knows what's going on with the listeners. Um, is there anything that we've missed or that you feel really should come forward to to serve the listeners with? You know, I guess the one thing I can harp on just a little bit more, and this has always been my goal, and this probably will forever be my goal, is I want people to really learn about themselves. I really want people to take the time to envision what they want their dream life to look like and feel like, envision how they want to feel every single day, recognize what, what they can still heal and Really, like if you can hear your body, if you can start to take the time to listen to your body when it's giving you a cue when you're around another person or when you eat something and it's like, hey, that didn't sit well, please don't do this to me again, right? (laughs) Once you can really start to tune in to yourself, and I know sometimes I say that and I feel like it could be like, oh, well, that's such a self centered way to live. Mm -hmm. It's really not. Like if you can learn how to tune into what's going on with you and that you can work through it and you can gain the awareness and you can take care of yourself and your energy and let things go. And on that note, the more you can clear up the old wounds, the war, the more you can heal the past, you start to live from a more neutral place. Mm. And now when you're not triggered, so now Mm. you can have better relationships because you're talking to somebody and it's not bringing up the past. You're actually just seeing that person. You're actually in the the most current moment you're in the present time. Right. Mm. And so the more you can do that type of stuff, the more awareness you have, once you recognize as well, if you are an empath or not, and you just start to live in this holistically healthy life, like things change, like Mm. legit, like life becomes another level and your vibration just becomes better. So I just want to encourage you guys to continue to become self-aware, to really continue to learn your cues, pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to how you're talking to yourself, work on changing how you're talking to yourself, work on healing things that are bothering you, work on the foods that you're eating, how much you're exercising, like work on all of those aspects. You can do one at a time. Don't do that. But, you know, go at your own pace and just understand that it's the most beautiful journey you can take. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to get it, mm-hmm. but if you can just stick with it and really trust in the fact that you're doing this and you're growing and every day you're getting better, even if it doesn't feel like it, you know, that will really help you on your journey and really help you just feel more free and have that dream life. So. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today and sharing your story, sharing your gifts, sharing your light. Guys, be sure to go and head over to um, Crystal's website. We'll pop it in the show notes. Grab a crystal or two get one for a friend do the thing um there's lots of other lovely gives me debris what's it's that she's making so there's going to be more things to do also do that um if you want to learn more about reiki about healing or get access to one of um, crystal's events or workshops and such delights get in touch but most importantly if someone can learn more about themselves if someone can get one step closer to healing share this episode with them subscribe come back again all the good things crystal thank you so much this has been epic as always um honored by another chance to to hang out with you everyone 
we are back with another episode next week. In the meantime, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Keep dreaming with your eyes open. Check out Crystal stuff and peace out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.